We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. For boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-H-N-N-Bet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. Welcome back. This is the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier, joined as always by my co-host Nick Bellato. Tonight we got an emergency podcast brewing because literally, as fate would have it, 35 seconds, I am not kidding, 35 seconds, I was typing up the SEO, the title, and the description for what a podcast was going to be. 35 seconds after me and Nick finished recording a podcast talking about if Judge is going to stay, if Judge is going to go, who we would like at head coach, which you guys will hear if you listen to that podcast. We have an early number one candidate, though we're okay with letting the GM decide it, but we got a guy in mind. GM candidates, all the likes, Joe Judge was fired by the New York football giants. So a statement was released. I'm going to start with that by John Mara. This decision was somewhat surprising as we talked about in the podcast that you'll hear after this one that will be released just after this one. There was some speculation from a lot of the beats that Joe Judge's tenure was going to be in limbo, that we weren't going to have a decision on him for a week, that he was going to even in some regard play a role in the general manager search and who he wanted to be his boss and who he wanted to work with and who he wanted to be on the coaching staff at various assistant coaching positions. None of that's true. You know, I think that shows the Giants had a pretty, a much better grasp on keeping everything in-house from a decision-making standpoint than a lot of people give them credit for, right? A lot of people crap on John Mara for leaking things, for all these this and that, and how big of a clown show it is. But no one really knew this was coming, right? They didn't expect this decision to be made tonight, right? On Tuesday night, day after Black Monday, Joe Judge came in today, apparently met with John Mara, met with him yesterday. Today was less of a, you know, give him a chance to plead for his job. Today was, listen, Joe, we're moving in a different direction. So let me read, I'm trying to find it now, the statement that was released by John Mara. So I just had it up there. Give me one second. But I guess let me first get your initial reaction to this happening so fast. Yeah, I, it's relief, to be honest, because 
what everyone's going to hear in the episode that we just recorded that will drop right after this is we were a little bit uh, perplexed by what the Giants were doing. We felt like they could have potentially been making a big mistake because there are head coaches out there that could be interviewed and you're sitting there kind of in limbo with Joe Judge. Are you going to fire him or you're not? Joe Judge may not have a job with the new general manager, but we're not going to investigate other head coaching jobs. So the Giants were not investigating people who they might be interested in hiring, and those coaches were going and interviewing with other places. Didn't seem like the best way to conduct business. Seems like also, in my opinion, John Mara really listens to the fan base, really listens to everything that's kind of going on on Twitter and with the kind of the overall vibe of the fan base because everybody wanted Joe Judge's head. I mean, this has been an absolute embarrassment. And what John Mara said Last offseason, he said, I want to end this season thinking that the Giants are going in the right direction. He said that last year. I think he says it in the speech that you're about to read. And I think it's safe to conclude that that is not the feeling right now with the New York Giants. It does not seem like they're headed in the right direction. It is embarrassing. It is disgusting. It is unwatchable. And now the slate is clean. Let's hope this next chapter is actually digestible and readable. Yeah, so here's the here's the quote. Steve Tish and I both believe it is in the best interest of our franchise to move in another direction. We met with Joe yesterday to discuss the state of the team. I met again with Joe this afternoon, and it was during that conversation I informed Joe of our decision. We appreciate Joe's efforts. I said before the season started, I wanted to feel good about the direction we were headed in and when we played our last game of the season. So, Ken, these last game of the seasons mean a lot for him. Like, right? Like, he was super thrilled with that win over the Andy Dalton Dallas Cowboys last year with four backup offensive linemen, but this year getting destroyed by the the football team, that was no good. So I know these things matter to him, like how you close the season out. And he said it right here. He said, I cannot make that statement, which is why we have made the decision. But the key takeaway here, we will hire a general manager and that person will lead the effort to hire a new head coach. So it's totally different direction from that standpoint, first of all. And it's what we talked about in this future pod that we actually recorded before this about how we believe that's so important, how we believe that's going to give the Giants a better leg up. And I'm so happy they did this now, Nick, because time's running out. Like, if you didn't do this now and you didn't hire a general manager, let's say for the next three days, four days, five days, Nick, well, then you would have had a situation where a lot of your top head coach candidates, like maybe you look back at the end of that process and you say, you know what, we wanted Coach X, but we couldn't get him. Like, even this general manager, whoever they end up deciding on, says, I would have hired blah, blah, but the the Bears snatched him up, let's say, on Wednesday. And so that won't be the case anymore. If they move fast on the general manager situation, as I think they will, they're going to move fast on the head coach situation as well. So this gives them an opportunity to not miss out on the talent pool. Which is the ideal thing we want. We want the best possible head coach. We talk about Brian Flores a lot in that future one. He's somebody that I definitely have my eye on. And we'll have a more extensive episode, I feel like, as time goes on, on to cover all of these coaches and which ones we will be interested in. I think there are, you know, uh, potentially a few good candidates out there. I mean, Joe Judge's hire, I mean, it doesn't seem like that long ago because it wasn't when we were breaking down all the head coaches back in 2020. The Joe Judge hire came out of left field. That was one that we did not necessarily see. We were just like, oh, yeah, the special teams coordinator from New England, whatever. But he went in there and he nailed the interview. It didn't necessarily result in any positive outcomes for the New York Giants. But that could realistically happen again. The Giants could go with somebody that necessarily isn't on the radar, somebody who necessarily isn't a gigantic name. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. And I will say this. I want to say this about Joe Judge now that he's no longer the head coach of the Giants. 
I think he was dealt an incredibly bad hand, right? He's a 38-year-old coach, first-time head coaching, in over his head to some degree, but in other degrees, like, in large part, like, he was decided on being brought back in December. I think it was December 27th, the report came out that Joe Judge was coming back and Daniel Jones was coming back. And in a span of less than a month, he's been fired. And I think part of that is because of how they finished the final six games. And like you've mentioned, Nick, and you've made a great point of mentioning it, Part of the reason they were so bad in those last six games is because they had no, they had a horrific quarterback play and horrific offensive line play and injuries at receiver, things that are out of his control. Again, I've, I've countered to some degree and said, I just want to see something from him. I know it's tough, but I want to see something from him. But part of the reason they've lost so many games even before that is because he had Dave Gettleman as general manager. He's been dealt a hand that's, that reads this, the worst general manager in the last decade, at least from a result standpoint. Obviously, from a process standpoint, we knew that right away. And he's had a backup quarterback for a lot of the games that he's been head coach of. So I do feel bad for Judge. It's been a massive fall of grace. I mean, some Giants fans were all in on him last season, offseason, calling him the greatest, like thinking they found the greatest thing ever. People did laps in the parking lot to kind of have fun with it and say, like, we like this, blah, 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 whatever it may be. He's fallen from grace. And it's crazy. I know I, 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 it's interesting, like, how much of this is on. I guess I would say the quarterback injuries, how much of it is on Dave Gettleman? I don't know, but now he's gone and 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 it's going to be interesting to see where they go and then uh, what direction they go for their next head coach. And it was the right move to, to get rid of Joe Judge. I know you would agree with that. And I would 100% agree. I do believe that Joe Judge was dealt a crappy hand. It was just that the there was no progression from his first year as a head coach into the, concluding in his second season. It didn't seem like a lot of progression from a process standpoint as a head coach. And yes, his hand was crappy, but I don't know how you can justify bringing a coach like Joe Judge back. It was definitely time to turn the page on him. And it stinks. You know, a lot of people bought into Judge. I bought into Joe Judge. I like the message. I like the cut of his jib. It didn't necessarily come to fruition. And that's kind of the state of the NFL. That's how these things happen. NFL, you know, stands for not for long. It comes at you really quick. Judge did not adjust to his hand throughout this last season, although it was bad. And now he's unemployed. And I'm sure he'll land on his feet. He's a young coach. I'm sure he'll end up going back to possibly New England or doing something else. As of right now, man, this is this is exciting for the New York Jets. Anytime you, you kind of end a disgusting chapter, it, it kind of gives you new life. And now we can look forward to who could possibly lead this team as the head coach and the general manager and what direction they will take. Because this last regime was bad, man. I mean, Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge, this was a bad regime that seems to have set back the New York Giants. So I'm interested to see how this all plays out. And I'm excited to see who the heck they're going to bring in. Yeah, now, selfishly speaking, I'm excited, not from just the standpoint of I think the Giants are in a better spot. I don't, I didn't really have any kind of faith in Joe Judge long term, to be completely honest with this situation. I agree he was dealt a bad hand, but as we talked about in the next show that will be dropped after this, but was recorded before this, I needed to see some actual tangible results. And I, I, I'm never a huge fan of the the uh, excuse-based reasoning. I, I don't, that's not a good word, excuse, but like the factor-based reasoning or this didn't happen-based reasoning. So Varial-based reasoning. Yeah, varial-based re reasoning, right? Like if, if they had this, if X was right and Y was right, well, then Daniel Jones would be the great quarterback or then Joe Judge would be a great head coach if he didn't have this and this happen. I actually just want to see it happen. So, and and also the key thing here, and I think you've made you've made this clear and a lot of people have made this clear, is you just didn't want to have to saddle a new GM with an incoming head coach. It never makes sense. It's a lame duck situation. It doesn't really add up. It 
It's never worked. It doesn't really work in the past. It's, you know, it's part of the reason why, <laughs> why uh, Paulie Dottino said you can't move on from Dave Gettleman this offseason because he doesn't want to make a new GM have, you know, have the pair a new GM with Joe Judge, who he, at that point, I believe, was had no chance of being fired. Um, I'm still probably today. He's probably, I can't even imagine how shaken to the core Paul Dottino is to find out that both Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge won't be a part of this franchise next year. I mean, I know he believed believed in their vision and 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 quite frankly believed that if they had just traded for Davis Webb, things might be different. But that's <laughs> that's of course not happening. Uh, Davis Webb's gone, and so is Joe Judge, and so is Dave Gettleman. But I want to speak to something you've mentioned a lot, Nick, throughout Joe Judge's tenure, and. I think it speaks volumes, the stat I'm about to bring up to what you've mentioned. What you've mentioned, Nick, is that this is a results-oriented business. Bottom line is you have to win football games. And I think it expands beyond just winning football games. I think you have to be competitive to give your owner, to give your fan base confidence. So it's not just the wins. It's the competitive nature of the games. And obviously, we went over it on the next pod, and we've went over it a bunch of times, but the Giants closed out the season breaking a record, becoming one of only five teams to lose, I believe it was, their final, I don't know the exact numbers, either their final four, five, or six games by double-digit points. Um, do you have the number on that by any chance? Do you remember that stat? Six, going back six. to Miami. Yep. They're, to lose their final six games by double-digit points. In other words, not competitive. And since the NFL expanded to a 14-team playoff, this is courtesy of Adam Schefter, that was just two years ago. There have only been tw- there's been 21 teams of the 32 that have been in the playoffs uh, over these last two years since they've made it uh, seven each conference. There's only 11 who haven't. The Giants are one of them, including the Giants that fired Joe Judge today. Only one of those teams hasn't made a head coaching change. It's only one of the 11 that hasn't made the playoffs in the last two years hasn't made a. Uh, a head coaching is that just goes to show it's such a results oriented business. You don't even have that much time anymore, right? That's two years for the last three giants coaches. Now they've only had two years to state their case. And that's just kind of how it is. And I think in this scenario specifically with the new general manager coming in, it's the only thing that made sense. The only thing that made sense was to move on and give him his chance at a new head coach. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah, I would 100% agree. It is the only thing that made sense. You did not want to saddle a new general manager with Joe Judge unless that general manager wanted to retain Joe Judge for a specific reason. We talk about Austin Fort from Tennessee. He has ties to Judge. Like if the Giants knew that he could possibly be the candidate and he really wanted Judge, then that would be the only way you could keep him. But that was a stretch right there. It was probably unlikely that that was going to be the case. So, you know, let's move forward now. It's freaking Turn that page, bro. Just, just turn that page. And it's crazy, man, because you're right. These last three coaches, though, before we turn the page, these last three coaches, they all ended in two years. And they all ended in, like, weird, different ways. Like, the first one was, you know, Ben McAdoo, the whole Eli Manning situation kind of ended the downfall of that, which also ended Jerry Reese's general manager tenure with the New York Giants. They bring in Pat Shermer. Giants didn't seem to jive too much with Pat Shermer. Didn't think he was the the leader that they wanted he was a good offensive mind but not necessarily a great head coach so then they go with joe judge you and i both like the fact that joe judge was a special teams coordinator and a wide receiver coach so he's a positional coach but not somebody that calls the plays he brings in jason garrett we didn't love that we loved patrick graham after we saw what patrick graham could do and by all you know by all um accounts it seemed like joe judge was definitely going to come back until that six-game slide that was incredibly embarrassing that you just broke down. A bunch of fans just outroar. Twitter blows up. You turn on any news station, they're talking about how the heck does Joe Judge still have a job, and now we're a day after Black Monday and Joe Judge is unemployed. I just think the, the entire situation is, uh, is, pr- is pretty crazy, to be honest. 
It is. It's wild. It's not what we expected that our beloved franchise would fall into, but it's the reality, and we need to move forward, and we need to think of better times ahead because they will be. I mean, things that you know, you're not stagnant in this league unless you're the New York Jets. Sorry to any Jets fan who might be listening. That was a low blow and a cheap shot. But I will say this, Nick. The thing I want to turn to next on our reaction podcast is, to me, the thing that's the most, after what we've just went over, the the obvious talking points, everything you have to hit, the key thing to me here is the Giants have now made the decision that this isn't a carryover season. They gave the clean slate, right? They said, we're going to move on from the GM, and we're not going to saddle him with the head coach that was here prior. He gets to pick his own head coach. It's a clean slate. If that's the case, what do you think the chances are of the Giants moving on from Daniel Jones this offseason? Because there will be a new GM who has no former ties to Daniel Jones. He didn't go to the senior bowl, watch him in the huddle and fall in love with him. He didn't watch the film, convince himself of the tape and fall in love with him. He hasn't seen any of the games from Daniel Jones's uh, Giants career. I'm sure he'll watch them. I'm sure that's what every GM candidate's going to do. He's going to grind the film and come to Merritt for these interviews and give him his thoughts. But there's no, uh, there's no bias that goes into that decision on Daniel Jones from this next general manager. It's his, and, and we know, we know, like, you know, Mike Renner tweeted it out. Like he thinks there's a very unlikely chance that Daniel Jones will be back this season. I, I've seen some other people tweet about it as well. We know, Nick, that outside of this Giants bubble, Daniel Jones is not viewed highly at all by any analyst in the NFL and by most head coaches. I actually have talked to someone who is friends, family friends with somebody in an organization that works as one of the, that is an exec in the front office. I can't go further than that. He's asked to be off the record. And he is a listener of the podcast. And I promised him I would not divulge any specific details. But around the midseason point, he spoke with that executive. And he gave his thoughts on a lot of things. One of those was Daniel Jones. And he said the feeling around the NFL, and he said what he would give up. And the feeling around the NFL is day three pick. That's what it would take right now to get Daniel Jones. Day three pick. Lower than what Darnold cost. And that's not shouldn't be all that surprising to us. I know it seems surprising because Jones had that 2019. We convinced ourselves it looked good at first. But you have to remember, there weren't that many general managers who were high on Jones to begin with as a prospect. And to most outside sources right now that aren't in this Giants bubble, the advanced stats are horrific on Jones. The red zone stats are horrific on Jones. Stats, ba- you know, results-based, it's been really bad for Jones. So I'm very, I'm very curious if Daniel Jones has played his final snap as a New York Giant, what your thoughts are on that, Nick? What's going on, everyone? Football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Giants tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as you go to find NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge. Aren't those terrible? Which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's a pretty good deal. If you just want to go check out the Giants, you know, pregame, hopefully they win a football game, then Please head on over to TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Giants tickets. That's TickPick.com. Check it out, everyone. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think he could have, man. I, I think he very well might have played his last snaps in New York. I don't think it's a certain thing. Now, if they brought in somebody who is a director of college scouting or somebody who had their hand in the current team that they're on, on in their scouting process, in their draft process, maybe they did watch a lot of film on Daniel Jones and they came away like we did with the second round pick. And like, you know what? He's good enough to be a bridge quarterback before I can find my guy. I think that might be the best case scenario right now for Daniel Jones. I don't think a general manager is going to come in and be like, Daniel Jones is my guy. I didn't draft him. You know what? He was overdrafted. He hasn't really done anything in three years. That's my guy. That's not going to happen. This is not good news for Daniel Jones. And I'm not even sure how tied Judge was to Daniel Jones. But now that Judge is gone, you're bringing in a new head coach. That's not good for Daniel Jones either. So I think his best outcome is being a bridge guy for the quarterback that the next general manager is going to bring in. Yeah, you're 100% right. This guy will not, this next GM is going to have his own clean take on Jones. And I get it. A lot of fans want to, you know, and it's fair. They want to see Daniel Jones with a great offensive line. They want to see him with a great, uh, healthy wide receiver group and with a better offense coordinator. I do too, man. I would love to see that too, just to see what it would look like. But There's a few things that come into play there. One, none of those are guarantees. The only guarantee you might get out of that is improvement at offensive coordinator. Even that's no guarantee. You might be even more likely to say there's a good chance the Giants receivers can stay healthy. That's no guarantee either. Both Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Toney have extensive injury histories. And the same exec who said that Daniel Jones would get you all you'd get for Jones right now is a fourth round, a day three pick also said that Kadarius Tony wasn't on their draft board due to the injuries due to the injury situation was not on their draft board. So you have an injury prone wide receiver group, potentially who knows if Shepard comes back, he's obviously also injury prone. So you might not get a chance to see that. And there's no guarantee you could fix an offensive line in one off season when you need four new starters, right? Like with rookies, <laughs> that's the, that's the furthest thing from the guy. That's the biggest stretch. Dan, so Dan positive news. We need positive news. This is a positive day. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a positive day. I mean, I mean, most of us wanted them to move on from Jones, but the point I'm trying to make is that, yes, in ideal world, I would like to see Daniel Jones with all those things working for him, but the t- the clock is ticking. Next year is the last year for that to be the case, and he may not have any of that stuff. So I would not be at all surprised if the general manager, the new general manager, moves on from Jones, tries to get anything they can back, get back from him, a day three pick, round four pick. I'm sure a team would give a round four pick for him. Or just keeps him on as the backup and brings in somebody big to compete with him, whether that be a rookie or a trade. I would not be surprised at all if that's the case at this point because it's a new general manager. He's going to have his own fresh, clean outlook on this team and where they should go. Another thing, I want to talk about how this impacts Jones. I also want to talk about how this impacts Patrick Graham, a coach who me and Nick are very fond of and had been very fond of. I think this is really bad news for Patrick Graham because new general manager, new head coach, I don't see how Graham's going to be able to stay with this team because obviously the Giants have made it clear with this. The general manager has full reins. Like they're turning it over, right? They're not going to be like, you need to keep Graham. You need to keep Judge. You need to keep Jones. You need to keep this. It's his decision to make. And he's not going to have any tie to Graham whatsoever. And so unless Brian Flores is hired as the next head coach in the New York Giants, I'm not so certain Patrick Graham has not coached his last snap for the Giants, which is crazy to think about. All this is on the table right now. Everything that you're saying is 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 to be determined. We don't know. Now, I, I don't feel like Patrick Graham's probably going to be retained unless it is Brian Flores because the general manager is going to bring in his head coach and his head coach is going to want to pick his staff. So that's the way that all of this is going to go. The Giants are just, this is a clean slate right here. I would love for Patrick Graham to come back. Daniel Jones, you know, I, I think, you know, if you can get something for him, go and get something for him. We may have seen our last snap. Of Daniel Jones. That could be the reality of the situation. Even somebody like Saquon Barkley. Ownership loves Saquon Barkley, but if the new general manager isn't going to invest in Saquon Barkley, which we hope he does not, and they can trade him for a second round pick, do you want to go in that direction? Is this going to be a full rebuild? Does this new general manager think that he can, you know, add a couple pieces and make the Giants competitive next season? These are all questions that we're not 100% certain about, but there is something I am certain about is I am damn fascinated and I'm really interested in the steps the Giants are going to take to turn this around, man, because there's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of change. And you know what? We've all been saying change is necessary. And it seems like the Giants are going outside of the organization to pursue that change. Yeah, everything is changing, man. This is what the fans have asked for. This is what a lot of people have asked for. I think this is something where everyone can align on. Like, even the fans that have been so against each other with every single debate, Joe Judge, Dave Gettleman for a while, there was fans who were on that side of it. Uh, Daniel Jones, a massive talking about. I think everyone can agree that at this stage of the Giants franchise, they needed to completely turn this thing over, get it out of the family, start turning over decision-making to one general manager who can delegate from the down on, uh, from up to down and can bring his own fresh view and bring no biases in. And if one, if he wants to, can clean slate, Daniel Jones included. So, you know, someone who John Mara loves and who they've spoke lonely about and who Daniel uh, Dave Gettleman loves and Saquon Barkley as well in that, who John Mara loves and who Dave Gettleman loves. I don't think any of this is going to factor into this new GM's decision-making. I think that Mara is going to give him full reign to make his own decision on that. He or she, by the way, because there could be some female candidates that come into the uh, general manager mix. And so with all that said, I think this is something that Giants Twitter and Giants you know, fans can finally agree on. We all, I think, agree that Mara has been part of the problem. The family business has been part of the problem. The delegation of power has been part of the problem. And it seems like they're going away from that and they're moving in the right direction. Absolutely. And I know this is not a mailbag episode, but John Toto slid into the DMs 
on Instagram, and I wanted to kind of acknowledge this. It's a lighthearted question. And by the way, John Toto, Mark Schofield would love your last name. Shout out to the band. He's a big fan of them. But his question, Dan, is what are the odds Joe Judge tried to get fired George Costanza style? It's the only plausible explanation. What's your thoughts there? <laughs> I mean, listen, this is the closest we're ever going to come to ever anyone ever pulling a Costanza. Joe Judge running the QB sneak twice in a row. Right with 4:53 left, all the other things he's done before this, and then Ron Rivera, you know that was huge too. Yes, don't do that. Like to another giving Ron Rivera's team bulletin board material, calling out Ron Rivera, and then claiming he didn't. More, there's more. The the claim that players are still calling him from other teams, saying I wish I was still with the Giants, even though I'm paid more over here. Then, you know, you see after it, the next day uh, after Black Monday, I think it was today, Kevin Zeitler, I saw an interview with him and the Ravens talking about how much he loves being there and how it's like reinvigorated his love for football. Like totally going against the idea that Joe Judge, the players love to play for him, want to play for Joe Judge. Obviously, the report from Jay Glazer, which I fully subscribe to, that the locker room had wanted to move on from Judge and the players wanted to move on from Judge again in these situations. And Joe Banner, former GM, retweeted my my take on this. Shows he agrees. He's been in the league. I'm not going to move off this point. I'm not going to listen to a word that these players say to the media. Contractually speaking, they're not allowed to speak bad about the coach, and they don't want to do it anyway because it gives it, it's a bad look for the, you know, to the owners. But when you hear a report from Glazer, who's never missed, basically, you know it's true. And so I think that played a role in it too as well. But yeah, man, it's crazy. There's such a whirlwind of things going on right now. I'm seeing candidates being thrown out. Eric Bieniemy, Josh McDaniels. We'll start to talk about all of those. We're going to have a head coach candidate show coming very soon. Obviously, that's huge. And I, I can say this with certainty, Nick. Me and you feel so much more confident talking about head coach candidates than GM candidates. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Yes, there's actual uh, you know, statistics and scheme and X's and O's that we can see rather than just being like, yeah, this general manager might have had a hand in drafting <laughs> this one guy, you know? Yeah, I think he drafted George Kidd. Like, it's just like we have some tangible evidence to work with. I'm extremely excited about it. I think the key things right now are the two things. It's one, what happens to Patrick Graham, who we love, and we both kind of feel like could be it. And then two, the Daniel Jones decision, because again, this is a big change for that. And you're right in what you said, how like, you don't even know for sure if Joe Judge was in on Daniel Jones, right, and wanted that. But and it could have been a Gettleman thing, could have been a Mara thing to begin with. But he, at least from what he said publicly, Joe Judge, he speaks glowingly of Daniel Jones, and like they've even Daniel Jones after the season spoke glowingly of Joe Judge and the conversations they've had. So, at the very least, this this means a lot toward Jones's future in my mind to get a, a new head coach in with a new general manager. It does. It it does, man. I mean, Daniel Jones. Yeah, dude, I'm fascinated to see what what ends up happening with him now that Judge is gone. I mean, Judge and all the teammates of Daniel Jones have spoken glowingly about his work ethic and everything, but we haven't seen it necessarily amount to successful football yet on the field. Now, is just like we said with Joe Judge, he hasn't been dealt a great hand. Daniel Jones equally has not been dealt a great hand with Jason Garrett as his offensive coordinator and that putrid offensive line in front of him. But what do we know about general managers, Dan? And we've already kind of touched on this, but we know general managers typically want to find their own guy. And Daniel Jones is not going to be that. So, I mean, this is going to be a day-by-day process to see what exactly unfolds in terms of the general manager and the head coaching search. But once that's set into place, hopefully we can start to see some clarity on the personnel the Giants are going to field in 2022. 
Yep, no doubt about it. All right, let's wrap up there. Unless there's anything else on the Joe Judge emergency pod you wanted to you wanted to nail, because again, we're gonna hit head coach candidates and obviously the rumors of who they're even interviewing as it goes. But for now, we're gonna kind of lay off that and start to do our research on who we want, start to put together our own list. We've and as you'll see in the next pod, we do come up with a little bit of a an early lead candidate, I would say, for both Nick and myself. Though I have other ideas that I'm already crafting in my head that I'm going to start to put out into the Twitter world as well. But anything else on this emergency Joe Judge pod that you wanted to hit? No, let's just hope that the Giants can fix this and let's hope they bring in some competent people that can uh, really turn around this franchise and actually invest in the offensive line in a level that's going to result into something positive and not the Will Hernandez's of the world. Yeah, exactly. It's time to start hitting on these picks. It's time to continue forward with the process that started to begin last year, I believe. Trading back. I love the I love the I love the acquiring more assets. But more on that later. Everyone have a great rest of your week. But I shouldn't even say rest of your week. I'm sure we'll be talking to you pretty soon. This is going to be rapid fire. The Big Blue Banter podcast is going to be ripping and rolling through the news. We got a new GM to soon talk about. We got a new head coach to talk about. Interviews galore. Rumors galore. Daniel Jones future up in the air. It's a crazy time right now for the Giants. And it feels like it's been this way for a while now. So we're excited to tackle it all heading into this offseason. So have a great rest of your week. And we'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.